Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Magical Podcast, Virgo New Moon episode. And I am Louise Eddington. I'm an astrologer and a writer. I'm writer of Modern Astrology, Harness the Stars to Discover Your Soul's True Purpose. And I'm the author of another book that's going to be coming next year, um, titled To Be Decided. Um, also, I do want to say that my book, Modern Astrology, is going to be on Audible on, from September the 24th. And there's not many astrology books on Audible. So, and that was kind of a nice surprise for me from the publisher. I'm not narrating it, though. I wish they'd asked me. That would have been good. But, <laughs> but either way, I'm sure it's a very um, professional person reading it. So if you have Audible, save a credit for that. And um, you can find me at louiseeddington.com where I have a membership site um, where I write daily. I write on medium.com. And, um, and yeah, I'll tell you more at the end where to find me. And Jen, what about you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lost my notes. Anyway, it's okay. So I am Jen. I am a, an Akashic uh, mentor and healer and soul guide. I help my clients to find their true soul's choice through, uh, you know, connecting to their wisdom and their knowing. And I uh, am also the uh, creator of the Illuminating Journey cards, which I don't have a copy, but here's, oh, whoops. Ah. Ah. I'll show you that in a minute. <laughs> ah. Anyway, I'll show you the card in a minute. And uh, uh, as well as the author of Leash Cocoon. And I have a uh, membership site. People want to join. It's a monthly membership. Your Soul Pillow. And I also do readings, workshops, and more cards, workshops with the cards. And I um, actually have an upcoming workshop with a friend of mine. We're teaching the Akashic Records in October to the 20th, I believe, in Golden, Colorado. How to read the records and a couple of other things and with a tool and um, an assessment. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And uh, yes, otherwise you can find me at the rest at jenduchen.com. Well, before we dive into the new moon, just a couple of housekeeping details. Um, if you would subscribe to your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review, if possible, um, a written review really is helpful. We appreciate all reviews. We're also taking um, listener questions. Um, we don't have any for this episode, which is fine got plenty to talk about and if you email your questions to weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com you may be featured live on air just your name we won't give out any personal details and we also have a patreon patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical for just three dollars a month when we get to a certain number of patrons we're going to have patron only content that we will record for you um, is there anything else I've missed, Jen, before I dive into just a little bit about this new moon? I don't think so. The only thing that came to mind was switch off your cell phones, but that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> I already switched mine off. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't think of anything else. It's just, uh, uh, I think we've covered everything. Well, actually, before I talk about the new moon, which is on August the 30th, by the way, and before I talk about the astrology leading up to it, let's do the cards first this time. So Jen's going to pull a card, or she's already pulled a card from her fabulous Illuminated Journey cards, Illuminating Journey cards, sorry. Right, so the card that came up is this one, uh, Soul Portal number nine. And for those that are looking, there's kind of mountains uh, in the foreground with a, um, what looks like kind of a cave that goes in, uh, shows like kind of rainbowish mountains. And in the distance through the cave, there's a lower area that is um, kind of like an island with this 
almost diamond heart-shaped rock with a female warrior on the top. Uh, it also has a figure in the forefront with a hydrangea crown and there's a swan and egg, golden egg. Um, and this number, well, not this card actually, is very sensual. It's very much to me about uh, connecting to who you are on a, a deep emotional plane in the physical realm. So it's bringing that kind of soul energy into your physical plane. And that's very Virgo to my mind. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and the rock, the heart-shaped rock, reminds me of um, the true meaning of the word um, virgin, which is one who is whole unto herself. Everything very self-contained. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And my card, um, I pulled. I pulled the Queen of Swords, which is mastery of objective thinking and clarity, which is very appropriate for a Mercury-ruled new moon with so much going on around it. And so, you know, this is kind of uh, saying that um, you're cutting behind the mask. You're getting very real. If you, she's cut a mask off, if you can see the mask there. And then the diamonds kind of behind her head, the diamond thinking is this very, very clear, um, um, straightforward kind of thought coming in from the universe to my mind too. So, Right. What's interesting is that your card has got all the blues in your background and mine has all the kind of rainbow, which kind of matches my background. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's funny. <laughs> well, it always happens that way, I think. <laughs> so this Virgo new moon. Well, let me just talk quickly about the energies coming up to it because we're recording this on the 20th. Venus, Mars just went into Virgo. Venus is about to go into Virgo. And um, then the sun enters Virgo on the 23rd. And then Juno enters Virgo on the 24th. <laughs> on the same day, we have Venus conjunct Mars in Virgo, and that's starting a new Venus-Mars cycle. And then, um, and then, we also, then we have Mercury entering Virgo on the 29th, and then this new moon in Virgo. And the new moon, so we have this big lineup. We have Mercury, Juno, both at two degrees of Virgo. The sun and moon at six degrees of Virgo. And the new moon is at six degrees, 46 minutes. Then we have Mars at seven degrees Virgo and Venus at 11 degrees Virgo. And the new moon at six degrees Virgo is exactly trying, well, almost exactly, bar a few minutes, trine to Uranus in Taurus. So that's an earth trine. Then there's a wide grand trine um, to Saturn in Capricorn, really, if, um, which is at 14 degrees. And the new moon is also square to Ceres in Sagittarius. And she's the great mother and goddess of the harvest and kind of the natural cycles. So that's another very earthly energy, the great mother Ceres. So this is a hugely earthy um, new moon. And coming after we've had some major Leo month, um, which has been very fun, really, very um, creative to my mind um, up till this week. And we're kind of in the embers, if you like, of the last, um, the last bit of fire, as it were, before we really dive into the earthly realms so we'll talk in great depth about this um interestingly virgo as i said is mercury ruled i think i said that when i pulled the card and mercury is um in virgo too so this this is a very very virgo um new moon um so jen you want to dive into the numbers and um yes so fascinating of course that this new moon is on the big the end of the month on the 30th and not in um, the following month as we had with the uh, previous one, previous new moon, which was in the U S was in um, 
last month, but in the rest of the world was in this month. So that's the black moon, the super moon. Super moon, exactly. So that's pretty cool. Uh, either way, um, everyone gets their black moon. Uh, so the fascinating thing is we're still in the 20th month. So by the universal numbers, we're in a 20 months. And we're having this on a 30-day, so we have already double zeros, which is divine um, you know, support, divine energy in there, which I do think has a lot to do with what's happening, a lot of divine energy or light or the hand of the divine kind of guiding us here. Um, it feels quite sacred, but it also feels like we're entering a new phase in terms of how we see ourselves in our world. Mm. And when I look at the, the 30th day, uh, of course, that's fascinating because, again, we're tied to the year, the 12 year, the 12 universal year, which is, uh, you know, you add the numbers 2 plus 1 plus 9, you have 12, 1 plus 2 equals 3. Um, and so there's that 3 again, that idea of um, using our creativity, our emotional love for ourselves, our creative curiosity, and then the moon and sun being at six degrees, which is another one of the emotional numbers. So in the triad of emotion, three, six, and nine, and you will have noted that I did pull the nine card from my deck. So that's also interesting that that came through. So three and six uh, are very emotional. It's about feeling your way into something. So not just doing things because you think you're supposed to but this truly is this moment this kind of precipice moment to go I want to be guided by what I'm curious about what I love what I feel connected to what I'm passionate about so it's very much about this uh, feeling of being pulled into uh, being in love with this idea of creating something new and creating the world we want to live in with that three and the six, the six, of course, being family, love, relationships, the home, creating a new environment for your home, your life, the way you live, the choices you're making. Again, great love of the, um, your environment, your world. So kind of a sense of lightening up and bringing in the energy of what is uh, truly magnificent or allows you to move forward with ease because you're looking at things from a place of love and mercury having mercury there is also with the mind. And then we know we've got Uranus is who's involved, which is considered the higher mind. Uh, so there's definitely a connection with mercury being at uh, two degrees. And here we are in the 20th month, knowing we're preparing for the year 2020 going forward. So there's that uh, double 20 and us making this, Recording on the 20th is also interesting because we have a 2020 today, the 20th day with the 20th month, so 2020. So we're actually having a mini experience. And in fact, this whole month, which I think I mentioned before, a whole month where we're experiencing uh, or preparing for what is to come. Mm -hmm. uh, also very interesting is because we have the sixes going on, we also have sevens. There's quite a few sevens there, Mars at seven. Oh, and um, so we have Mars at seven and a couple of others. So there's also this insight coming in, this energy of really coming to ourselves with this love of being or passion, but using insight. So there's a lot of clarity coming in. With the two as well is this highly intuitive number. Twos and sevens are highly intuitive. And we have Venus also at 11, which is also a two. So we know there's a lot of this kind of uh, energy of not only setting boundaries, but declaring what we are committing to as we go forward. Mm. So I think that's pretty exciting. And then I just want to mention the actual universal date, which uh, if we're in a 20 months plus three is 23, which gives us the five, that great number, the 23, which I think was significant last time. Uh, which again, the Leo energy of the 23 is, this is about change. This is about something new and an adventure, really. When we had approached this all as an adventure with 
you know, love and creativity and curiosity, what can we create? Yeah, so looking at it from my perspective, um, well, the first few thoughts, first of all, is that this is like one of the most um, yin um, charts I've seen in a long time. The um, Pallas Athena will have just moved into Scorpio, um, which is a water sign. So we have mostly water and earth. We only have um, Eris, Chiron, Jupiter and um, Ceres in what would be normally called a masculine sign. But that's part of the book I'm writing. We're trying to get away from the male, female bi uh, binary thing. So uh, let's call it a yin chart. But um, my other perspective is we had the eclipses, okay, and um, and they were in Cancer and Capricorn where the nodes are. And it was very much about being reborn um, from the womb of Cancer and letting go of kind of the attachment to the outer rules, the man, those you give your power away to, that kind of energy. It's also been about reclaiming um the kind of yin energy of capricorn and then we moved into last month uh, the leo new moon which was when was it august the first um in the uk and we had at that time venus moon sun mars and um juno in leo mercury was still on the eclipse degree of the full moon eclipse at 23 <laughs> and now Oh, you okay? <laughs> all, all of that energy has moved now into Virgo. So we had a kind of the womb of Cancer, the creation of Leo, and now we're in this earthy, um, making very real, making very practical, making very useful. And here we have all the personal planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Sun and Moon all within nine degrees of each other. And how funny that there have been nine degrees and Jen pulled the nine card. And, she's <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I only realized that as I said it. And then Juno is right there as well, um, next to Mercury. And, and that's, um, I, Juno is a funny one. She's known as the marriage or, um, relationship um, asteroid. I think there's a lot more to her than that. She's kind of like a flowering Venus um, because her, her symbol is like this dandelion head, this flower head on the, on the cross. And it's with the real meaning of the word Virgo and um, being one who is whole unto themselves, let's say, not herself. And all the personal planets being within this nine degree span of Virgo, it's like we're being recreated as whole sufficient self-sufficient human beings who um, are here to serve both ourselves the earth and others and then you know it's in aspect square aspect to Ceres um, in Sagittarius who um, is there um, really asking us to tune in with the natural law the natural cycles of um, of the earth and uh and then we have the uh square the sorry the grand trine to uranus uranus in taurus the very the most manifest of earthly signs ruled by venus and uranus is saying let's change how we do all this and um saturn in capricorn has been occulted every month by the moon and is traveling with that south node um, to go back to that reclaiming the yin energy of Capricorn. It really feels almost like the circle of grandmothers or the circle of wise elders. In fact, let's say the circle of grandmothers and grandfathers together is coming back together in this chart. It almost feels like the medicine wheels kind of being recreated um, in this chart to a degree. Right. It's very interesting because, of course, Virgo is about health and uh, about disease, as we've talked about before. And this is how we cut away the disease is by finding balance or harmony. Uh, I also just noticed that we have three pairs in, the, uh, in Virgo, mm -hmm. which is 
fascinating, right? Three pairs. So there's, you know, yeah. Mars and uh, Venus together, Sun and Moon together, and Juno and Mercury together. So there's that male-female, or whatever you want to call it, yin and yang. yang. And, uh, and you could say Juno and Mercury are the bisexuals. <laughs> right, exactly. They are, right? And they, <laughs> yeah, they represent. So it's everyone is being represented. And it's also the sense of um, inclusion, right? Having Juno in there as part of the uh, life, right? Relationships in terms of all relationships. Well, Juno does represent the rights of the uh, oppressed and like women's rights and LGBTQ rights as well. So So it's it's pretty phenomenal there. She is right in the middle of this this sacred... um, six and um and of course their numbers are so fascinating as well as we mentioned Uh, but just looking at the idea of connecting back to the six which is also a manifesting number this is important to remember that this is what we're doing in this space here is not just getting this information not just downloading the idea but actually being activated to go forward and make choices i mean this is really how we make choices is we do things especially with that connection to uranus in taurus it's like it's not enough to think about things now it's time to activate things and do them and test them out and risk things to have something different so it's a very inspiring um, moon and chart because it's showing us there are so many other ways to do earth or to do life or how we are representing ourselves, how we're living mm. uh, you know, here and now. Uh, and so that's so fascinating to me. You have the two twos in the front, then the two sixes, and then one seven and one eleven. So there is that um, the two pairs are kind of exact, right? In a sense, they almost well, they've got the the, the whole numbers, the degrees. And then with the seven of Mars is this kind of idea that I will be inspired and let go of old thinking, and use my fire to create with with the eleven, which is that. Uh, doorway that master number that venus is at that she is expanding to enter into the space step over the threshold take her rightful place and be an equal to uh, mars and not be an underling or any of that so i think this is really key here in the chart uh, and well of course venus is is starting to move ahead of mars and the sun now and she's, right. she's going to re-emerge um, probably just a few days after this new moon as yeah. the evening star heading towards her next retrograde. And uh, so she's leading the way. And I love that she's 11 degrees and 13 minutes. There's that magical yes. 13 minutes. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> very goddess kind of because 11 is about accepting your divine commission. Mm. And kind of stepping into it and allowing that energy to flow in the truth of who you are to flow in and go right this is what i'm here to do and we and have a two at each end of that whole stellium right two isn't that amazing going from two to eleven but both returning to two mm. and then looking at uh, pluto who's also 20 which is yeah. um fascinating uh, as well uh, so I think there is that aspect. And then, of course, we have the fives that are interesting because it's a five universal day. We have Ceres at five. And we also have Saturn at 14, which is a five. Mm. So there's a lot of repetition of the same numbers here that is quite uh, unusual, I would say, because a lot of the same, you know, Jupiter's at 16 degrees, 15, which is a six. And then the uh, nodes are at 16, which is also fascinating because that's a seven. It's all about looking at your intuition um, and letting go, like really being tuned into what it is that you're wanting to create. And this is how we learn to create. Like most of us don't actually have a good idea of how to create because we've followed the existing model. People say, well, if you want to be successful, you, you know, you go to university, you go here, you do this, blah, 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 blah. And uh, 
those things are falling away. So to me, when I look at this, it's like the, the, the universe is saying, okay, this is how you create. First, you have a desire and understanding, you make connections, and then you start to kind of get curious about it and explore and be in a space of love instead of a space of being criticized, because that's the other aspect of Venus, um, Virgo, right? That the exactitude, oh, it has to be perfect. And remembering what divine perfection is not what human idea of perfection is, like every, you know, make all the lines straight. But it's more about how do you move forward? How do you actually get things into creation and create a new body of work, a new body of experience, uh, be more active in your life? It's by you do things, you make mistakes, then you fall off and then you correct. Oh, I see this is in the wrong place. Let me go forward and do something else. So uh, I think it's pretty fascinating how um, incredibly incredibly aligned they all are and again being connected to Uranus which I think we had last time as well was that you know Uranus is like holding the uh, kind of the rope of this energy and it's they're pulling and you know or he's pulling right maybe he's pulling and it's the wide kind of you know swing or pull you're pulling and going this is the way to go into the future this is the way to um that break through the resistance and the old thinking and the fear of being diseased. Because when you look at the, um, the spiritual aspect of the word disease, it really means dis-dis-ease, mm-hmm. not having ease. And so we have worked in a very uncomfortable place trying to make things work. And now we've, we're moving into a place where, oh, we can follow the flow. It doesn't mean it's going to be all easy. Well, it's about building it ourselves, really, isn't it? And, uh, you know, there's absolutely no air energy in this chart. We had, The only air we've had for a while was Pallas Athena in Libra, who's still in Libra as we record this. But she has just moved into um, the deep water sign of Scorpio um, on this uh, new moon. And there is absolutely no air. So what that reminds makes me think of is... You know, we've had over the last few years with with all this Uranus Pluto square and all the changes that are happening, all this crap about ascension. (laughs) And we're all going up somewhere and we're all going to another, I don't know. We're not, we're all descending down into our humanity and remembering that we're all in it together, that this is what we have, this you know in this lifetime in this realm you know there might be something else somewhere else but that's not what we have here and you know we have to remember that we are human we're all in it together (laughs) (laughs) and we're connected to the earth and everything on it and all the material world you know that doesn't mean you can't have um you know do meditation and have mystical experiences but you still have to live in the world even when you're having mystical even if you go and live in a cave you have to sit on the cave floor and <laughs> yeah, on something and you have to eat and you have to you know keep warm and <laughs> things like that right so i think this chart more than probably you know it's been happening for a while but more than before is grounding us right down into our our humanity and our humanness and saying you know just remember that this is what you have this is what you're creating the human self you're not waiting till you die and go off to meet the big man on the cloud or whatever (laughs) (laughs) you're here for a reason and it's down time to get kind of in the murk and the mud and and mold it and create it the way you want it including yourself (laughs) and I think this is a very powerful thing because you were talking what came to mind was the word cooperation because Mm. twos are also and sixes you know when you love what you're doing when you love that you are connected which is what the nine is also about uh, when you love what you're doing Mm. then you realize that everyone has equal say and compromise uh, is not what we imagine it to be you know we have all these ideas like I've got to give up what I believe in so someone can have their way that's not what this is about this is about knowing clearly what you want and knowing the areas that you can say well 
this is definitely what I want. But this thing around here, I'm easy about it. Okay, I want chicken for lunch. I know I want chicken, but I don't mind having beet salad or uh, lettuce or anything you choose to salad we can share. Mm. And that's the same kind of thing here is this idea of making those connections where we're actually working not against ourselves or going, oh, all these people don't believe this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, we can focus on that, but that's going to stop us from getting where we want to go instead of going, while they're all arguing, I'll just go ahead and do whatever I want to do. And that's the beauty of going, yes, the way we mold a new life and a new connection is by doing things. We're not that air thing. That's why there's no air because we've got to stop talking about it. Yes, yeah. doing. We've exactly we've talked ourselves to death, right? We've Virgo. died. Virgo. <laughs> Virgo is the true spirit of of service, of being useful. Right. Um, you know, of of and coming from that place of being whole. But it's it's um, we can't forget that the opposite sign is Pisces. So you know, to talk of of bringing source or spirit or the mystical and the mystery in it's bringing that down to earth it's um you know and it always kind of cracks me up when i talk about this because i am the least religious person ever because of the way a lot of organized religion is but um it my upbringing clearly comes back because i also always think of the true message of the christ even in this the myth of the christ the story of the christ no matter what you think it is of course jesus is my shamanic gatekeeper which i also find really hilarious so he speaks to me whenever this comes up and he says yeah you're getting it he's, he's going you're getting what the true message was not what this bastardized message that we've had under the patriarchy has been it's about you know helping the leper and um all that kind of stuff it's about helping each other and remembering that we're all connected exactly and you know it's so interesting because of course the number six is the uh the 33 is the christ conscious number which then becomes six and 33 and it's very highly emotional from the point of emotional intelligence not doing things because I don't feel like it or I'm pissed off or whatever. I mean, not that that stuff and the anger doesn't help drive things, but we have to be careful where we're driving and what we're focused on because the journey into humanity is the spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. To to think that uh, the spiritual journey is perfecting ourselves to go somewhere and to be patted on the head by some old man that says, right, you did it, well done, you know, now move along. That's all bullshit. It's like enter the pearly gate. <laughs> you know, that's so outrageous and ridiculous. And just like you were saying, Louise, this idea when I hear people talking about us going to the fifth dimension and all that, I'm not saying that we're not going to new dimensions in the sense of our understanding and that mm. maybe the fifth or I don't know what number it is. Yeah, whatever the number. Yeah, but we are, we are, our consciousness right. is being raised. Right. Our consciousness is being raised, but the point is it's being raised so that we can live in this body in a more wholesome way. And that means that wholeness, the connection, holy as well. We talk about wholesome or whole and holy, those are all the same words. It's about being holy in every moment. It's about being holy with people like the leper, the people we don't like. Can we be holy in their presence? Can we see them as holy? And that uh, doesn't mean falling into servitude. No, exactly. It also means serving yourself first. <laughs> Looking at right. Well, you know, and it's interesting you bring that up because six is the number of the martyr in when it's right. out of balance, right? So six is the number of service, right? That's the 33, the six, that's all about service. It's all about service to humanity. Mm -hmm. And the service to humanity comes when you are in your truth. So you don't have to wait for somebody to recognize you or to pat you on the back and say, well done, or neither do you need to follow someone else's rules. The truth is to be in that place of such deep joy that you give without worrying about what's in it for you because you know the journey is what's in it for you the ability to express yourself to try new things to be curious to go to someone else and say let's collaborate let's do these things together because i'm not 
you know, my humanity or my sense of self is not lessened by someone else doing what I'm doing or someone else sharing the so-called glory with me. So it is, it's very much about, a, you know, I feel very spiritual. Virgo is a highly spiritual uh, um, sign and feels very spiritual in the sense of the female spirituality, or if you want to call it the yin spirituality, where it's about compassion and service and recognizing others. It's the sign of the Magdalene. Right. Like the washing of the feet. Like that to me, that signifies the, that's like the holiest thing you can do. It, obviously it's a visual. You don't need to go around washing people's feet, but you could certainly do that. But just think about when you're in such pure love and such ease in your body and your spirit that you could wash anyone's feet and not feel defiled by it. You know, that's the ultimate. And then we've we've got Uranus in Taurus, you know, um, to talk about this kind of energy again of of the true biblical message, if you like. He's it's he's the benevolent rebel. He's radical. He's shaking it up over there in Taurus. He's saying change up how we do this. And um, oh, what was my thought? Gone. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, yes. Um, I was going to talk about, you know, but I can hear people going, but what? look at what's happening in the news. You know, all these people's rights being taken away and all that kind of stuff. It, I still believe that all this is happening to have it all in our face so we can look at our shadow, look at where we've kind of all gone wrong a little bit so we can kind of readjust and re- bring it back to this more caring society not um nothing to do with politics there this is the whole remembering we're in it together kind of thing and looking after the earth too you know all the problems are being brought to the surface so that we can shift our thinking and change and red and uranus's radical change about that you know and then saturn in capricorn at the other end of this um earthy triangle he's um well, she really, Saturn, it, who's to say that the word Saturn was a male? You know, that's just a patriarchal tale, really, because um, it's a very yin sign. And this is um, the grandmother. This is the wise elder. Let's bring our wisdom into all of this so that we can recreate, start to recreate groups. And I see it happening. I've talked about it before in the, on the podcast the permaculture groups around this where I live are just spouting up everywhere and, and that kind of thing. And people are creating gardens where they want to grow enough food to feed a small area and, and things like that. It's people are radically changing how they look at the world and how they think they have to be in the world or should be in the world or are in the world, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Right. And it is fascinating when you do the look at the Uranus and the moon and Saturn, you know, their whole connection together, Mm. very close. And of course, Saturn being at 14 means that it's about change. Saturn is changing, right? And uh, breaking through the old limitations, Saturn is saying, right, this is what you need to do. And I feel like that's what Uranus is doing. Uranus is saying, yeah, okay, you can talk about it but I'm just going to drag you through this. So you're going to, you know, the more you kind of uh, complain and uh, mutter about it, the the deeper you're just going to go in the mud. So if you want to have an easier time, just go, yes, this is part of the journey. This is just part of the journey. Dealing with people that don't understand, dealing with people that have a different point of view. It's, It's okay. It's okay for them to have that. It's okay for this to be part of the process. It's just a matter of, where are you focusing? And that's the thing about Virgo is going, what's my daily habit? What's my daily life about? What am I doing uh, to activate where I want change? So we can all feel it in our bodies, in our uh, in the systems we're connected to. Everything's changing. And it's like, it's up to us. Do we want to lie in bed all day and uh, eat bonbons and complain about what other people are doing? Or do we want to go, right, I got things to do. I got to get out in the fields. I got to start making things happen. Uh, 
have got to get my voice and my truth out into the world, not because I want a reward, but because this is the time. This is the time to be of service. This is how I am of service. And of course, as Louis says, you know, making sure you take care of yourself because you're useless to others if you don't take care of yourself. That idea of sacrificing yourself to such a degree that you are useless is pointless. Like, you can't think straight. And when I think about some of our politicians and leaders and stuff, they're like burnt out. They're useless because they've taken things that were out of integrity. And this is, again, we've got all of these signs of pushing us to our integrity. I know we've talked about this before, but again, how can we be in integrity in every moment? Like we make mistakes and it's okay. So instead of sitting on our laurels about, oh, I made a mistake, I can't move forward. It's like, okay, I made that mistake. Good, now I can move forward with greater ease because now I've made that mistake and I'll make another one. So it really is about... Um, moving by mistake. It's like that thing, like how many mistakes have I made? That means I'm actually successful. How many people are talking about me? More success. Like I know I'm moving in the right direction. If no one's saying anything to me and I'm not making any mistakes, then clearly I need to get off my ass, right? Because nothing's happening. And uh, so this is really what this part is about. Those politicians like that, to me, those leaders, they burn out because they've taken things that weren't theirs. They don't give a shit about it because they've lost their way. And so we can't follow them and we can't talk about them because it's just more energy to what they're doing instead of energy to what we need to be doing. On a, on a kind of more mundane note about the Virgo, I had to laugh because uh, I was watching somebody else's um, video about the new moon. Yeah. And it made a great point. We're coming out of this Leo creative phase and into Virgo, the editing phase. And then we're going to editing my book. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yes, but you know, when you think about it in terms of here we are at the absolute height of summer, really, coming in September is like the late harvest. It's the end of the season, certainly in the Northern Hemisphere. But it's the end of the holidays. Right, it's the end of the holidays. It's like the party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> now it's time to get into action this is the mode where we're actually doing something with our harvest we're moving into motion we're beginning that kind of conquest of ourselves like what is it that we are um what are we joining with where what forces are we joining with what beliefs are we joining with because we know this is about you know with jupiter and all this we know it's about breaking away from old beliefs breaking away from servitude into action and uh, knowing I'm in charge of my own experience. So do I want to be a servant or do I want to be a, a somebody who serves from a place of freedom? And there's a great difference in that. What's also interesting is, and we didn't mention, we might've mentioned before is the fact that Regulus is now in Virgo. So yeah. we know that Regulus who is the kingmaker or queen maker in this case uh, or whatever we want to call it, the uh, yin maker, if we're changing uh, all of that, is the sense of crowning this with with his influence, with opening that gateway into this idea that here we all have everything we need, all our personal planets lined up in a sign that is about order and is about paying attention and putting things in the right place, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, doing all the things that are necessary necessary for regulation, which is funny, regulus regulation, right? It's the regulation of the future, and we decide or we regulate our bodies, the way we work, the way we communicate with other people, how we bring our intuition in, our divine connection, and our physical human selves. It's like, how do we deal with being physical and being a soul and having all these other people we have to live with? Well, the way we do it is they throw us all together, get us fighting about all kinds of things, and then we learn to compromise. We go like, oh, well, there isn't enough water what are we going to do? How are we going to help return? We actually need the earth to live. How are we going to return her back into her place by creating things that 
uh, we're not uh, stripping her away, but we're refeeding her, a refueling system. We all need that. One other thought I had just as we were talking, and um, it's something I got from a, a fabulous little book I, I own in Venus. It's, uh, if anybody wants to, it's called The Mysteries of Venus. Okay, it's a little book I found, there we go, by Mark Lerner. And um, he talks a lot about the esoteric um, kind of energy of Venus and how she's uh, kind of the higher incarnation of Earth and therefore our higher consciousness. <coughs> and here she is on this new moon at this gateway degree of 11 degrees. And she's about to lead her way, a separate away from the pack of um, all of those. Uh, the Mercury will be the first to catch up with her and um, go into her evening star state, which is a more yin state, a more uh, gentle, loving kind state than morning star venus and um and she's really leading the way from this concentrated kind of new beginning of um wholeness with all these personal planets so um i found it found that fascinating that she's at that gateway and it got to me when we said at the pearly gates <laughs> I, said, right. I, thought, this, I thought perhaps this is the real pearly gates you know <laughs> <laughs> to go back to that we're not waiting for till we die to do this we're here now and this right. and, and um, the beauty of this is in our Venus remembering she is she represents the great creator on earth for us all these female uh, planets in different ways but especially ones like Venus represent that creation coming out of the waters rising out of the water and the sand and creating something new something different and kind of when we see those pictures she's always in a space of moving forward she is flowing forward there's this incredible energy of movement it's not like oh here I am I've arrived yeah. it's more of that you know you know, here I am, I've got things to do and I'm moving forward and giving ourselves that permission, regardless of who we are, what our sexual orientation is, mm -hmm. not saying, oh, well, this is a situation because I'm this or because I'm old or because I'm this or that, you know, says who, right? Yeah. Because who's in charge? And that's really what this feels like. It's like, how are we going to use our mind, use the divine energy, our intuition, our awareness to move into a state of grace, which gives us the ability to do all the things, to be that uh, wild woman, to be that fierce uh, um, believer and doer of things. Like none of these signs are, are little lily white. They're all very um, strong, energetic, Everybody wants their seat at the table. Everyone wants to participate. So allow all these energies to participate and, uh, you know, be enlivened by this. What can you do for your health? What can you do for your, your state of mind and your state of being and your environment? You know, tidy up, clear up things, uh, change things around so you can begin to uh, engage in the mystery of life and the creation of it by doing things. When things are in order, just so much easier to to speak well present yourself well get your ideas out there in the world speaking of venus leading the way i do want to mention that i had to quickly look it up because i do believe she'll be visible again out of the beams of the sun on september the 12th i read you know it depends where you are on earth of course you know because to get a visual but approximately September the 12th, which is the day before the full moon um, in Pisces. And um, at that point, Mercury and Venus will be exactly conjunct at the last degree of Virgo. Wow. So it's like we've come from that time where Mercury was at the eclipse degree through that rebirth, through creation, through this making whole and making real and practical and then uh, by the full moon on September the 13th, Venus will really have led the way out of there. And it's all going to, we're, we're going to, so this two weeks really between now and, or between, sorry, the new moon and the full moon 
is a huge period to really put structures in place, routines in place. That's all very Virgo as well. Um, to, you know, if you've been meaning to, um, you know, I don't know, go and volunteer in a shelter, maybe it's time to go and actually commit that hour a week. I'm not saying everybody has to go and do that, but something in your life so that you're feeling more useful. You're feeling like what you're doing is contributing more, um, to the greater good. Then that two weeks is a really big two weeks to do that. So, so you can emerge by the middle of September ready for this um time we're heading into with the big pluto saturn pluto conjunction so right this is what comes to mind is what we're forming as a new skeleton so to in order to put the skeleton in place you really need to just like this you know you need to put that structure whatever it is whatever you're going for um, you need to dial it in and at least put that structure so it's easy to build upon it whether it's volunteering at a shelter or doing more meditation like just even doing meditation is helpful to the world and yourself Uh, tending to plants pulling up uh, weeds saying every day i've started to meditate every day and do movement every day i know i've done it on and off and i've really gotten into a rhythm and i'm continuing So these are things that help me be more present in the world. This is about being more present. You know, we can be here instead of worrying about, oh, what's going to happen? Who's going to take care of us? We are, so we need to be present and here so we can go, right, this thing is a mess. It needs cleaning. That's taken care of. It needs something else added to it. Um, I also think it's interesting, Chiron is at four degrees, Because four, there's that wounding or that idea of healing ourselves through structure, through going, that was the old way, that was the old me. I responded with pain and wounds. Now I'm responding with taking action away from that stuff. I'm moving away from people. This is the other thing I think that's big for um, this burger move. Moving away from all the things that create disease in our life, that create illness, that uh, create uh, discomfort that we that keeps us holds us down and drags us back into the places we don't want to be so moving away from all of that cool oh so should we do the symbols yes let's go for it we might be in under the hour for the first time ever <laughs> wow <laughs> that's amazing so so i do mine or are you ready yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the Chandra symbol for Virgo 7. Incidentally, this new moon is exactly conjunct my Pluto and my 8th house. <laughs> it's like everything that happens at the moment. Oh, that's exactly conjunct something in my chart. <laughs> no wonder things are kind of crazy at the minute. But anyway, a pie thrown in someone's face, <laughs> which kind of made me really laugh. Action and reaction, reflexive mirroring of self by world and world by self. You are forced to confront yourself everywhere, starkly compelled to deal with karmas of the past returned. Who did what to whom? Conflict, strife, tension and pressure, mischief and the unexpected. On guard, agreeing to meet yourself through others and to find intimate reverberations from every side. You have an overwhelming experience of running into the consequences for even what you thought. A wraparound world of breakthroughs, quandaries, alliances and dangers. On red alert, 25 hours a day, knowing that you cannot turn your back on threat or opportunity. Everything is obvious and super subtle, gross and elusive, tightly known and vastly beyond conception. Well, that to me just, you know, means, you know, it speaks to really kind of the butterfly effect. Uh, you know, if if what I do affects everybody else, everything ripples out. And, you know, the consequences, it, it's not, this is, doesn't imply punishment to me. It just implies this big awareness of 
the consequences of every little action so how can we be the best person that we can so we're sending love out into the world right being more mindful about uh you know i mean if somebody does throw a pie in your face what are you going to do right are you going to laugh and and throw try to throw a pie back are you going to get you want revenge i don't know throwing a pie back is that revenge i think it all depends on how you come to it right if you're laughing and enjoying it or you if you want to get back at someone and remembering that that is using up your energy you want to prove a point and do all those things uh if you just want to laugh hey that's what happened now i'm free to move to the next phase Mm. So it's kind of a fun thing, something to think about, an exercise to kind of work on. What it, would I do? It is very Virgo-y to me, you know, because this constant analysis, you know. Yes. You know, it's analyzing the impact of of everything, really, on everything. <laughs> That's <what laughs> right. And it's the guilt just... way. Don't fall into guilt, please. There's awareness. Right. There's awareness, and there's, um, you know and there's taking it too far (laughs) right it's overreaction like really focusing on the wrong thing right because what's yours to do right how can you be of service if you're worried about how people are treating you all right so the sabian symbol is uh virgo seven is a harem and the keynote is a fateful even if sought after subservience to the vagaries or desires of the emotional nature so they're saying that this symbol is related to the preceding one, which was about a merry-go-round. Um, so yes, a merry-go-round. The first experience of the dynamic intensity of life process and the possibility of using them to reach a char- characteristic ego satisfaction. So all about our desires. So a deeply contrasting phase of the emotional and cultural life. So this experience, as opposed to the other one, is a passive one. So the merry-go-round is dynamic, and this is passive. Yet there may be, for the woman or men in the harem, some sort is usually women, but I don't know why there couldn't be men, in the harem, some sort of cyclical pattern and a prize to reach, the sultan's favor. So in both cases, whether you're on the merry-go-round or you're in the harem, the motive power is exterior to the experiencer who is caught in a pattern of forces over which he or she has no control. Yet the child may purposefully use his small allowance to get a ride, and the woman may use her charm to attract the attention of her master. The individual in both cases finds himself one with a number of other individuals, all seeking or being subjected to the same type of experience or fate so here it is that it it, you can become addicted to the excitement of the merry-go-round or uh, wanting or becoming a slave to the hope of recapturing the exaltation of the initial experience Mm. yet one may learn how to put to use even the emptiness of waiting Mm. that reminds me of something i read the other day and it's an old thing it's a book i think or something that says be the hollow bone that's perfect right be the hollow bone i think this is a lot of what we talked about the skeleton the idea of being new so you new to an experience so um instead of getting uh, caught in the idea of wanting someone to pay you attention or wanting to go on the ride because it's exhilarating, looking beyond. And that emptiness, that meditation, that uh, recognition of allowing yourself to know who you are through the stillness, and so you can act from that place, is uh, indeed Mm. very powerful. Awesome. Okay, so Jen, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Absolutely. So uh, my website is jenduchenne.com. My cards are the Illuminating Journey cards. You can find them on my website at jenduchenne.com backslash Illuminating Journey cards. The Soul Pillar Salon is there too. Uh, I have a group on Facebook called the uh, the Woo Woo, what's it called? 
I'm going to have to change that name. Weirdos. I can't remember either. (laughs) Woo-woo weirdos. The light club of the woo-woo weirdos of the world. So I think I'm going to have to change it. But yes, it's there. And uh, I've also just started a page, Jen Duchenne. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I do weekly videos on the energies with the cards on YouTube. And uh, I'm pretty much everywhere, I guess. And so, yes, you can find me, website, or Google my name, Jen Duchenne, and Or you can reach me by email, jen at jenduchen.com. Oh, and my class that I mentioned, uh, you can just shoot me an email or look on Facebook. I have posted it there. Cool. And I'm Louise Eddington, and you'll find me on my website, louiseeddington.com or yourcosmicblueprint.com will take you to the same place and on that home page there's buttons that say various ways to find me or work with me uh, some free some um, membership and I also do astrology readings uh, my books available on Amazon everywhere in the world and coming on audible modern astrology again And I have a Facebook group called the Planetary Magic Cafe, where I do a once a month open cafe call on Zoom um, for free, where I kind of look at the energies of the month ahead and pull a few cards and things like that. And that's coming up um, next week on the 30th, I think. Or is it? No, it's on a week on Monday, the September the 2nd. So Come join the group. Come join the call. I always record it if you can't come live. I have a Facebook page, Louise Eddington Astrologer. I'm on Instagram, Louise Eddington. I think that's it. So, um, and don't forget to send your questions and leave us your reviews. So it's weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com. And your question might be featured on the next episode. So for now, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen.